OMG, episode 80. Eight zero. The, I don't know. I don't know what the eight zero is. <laughs> well, this <laughs> uh, that sentence. <laughs> as is tradition on this show, um, now that we're at a nice round 10, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do one of our list episodes. Um, this was your idea, Danielle. Do you want to kind of explain? Um, it's a very broad topic in that when I had this idea, it was actually hard for me to come up with things. Uh, this was the hardest one yet. It was like, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, basically, we're talking about like things that are very 80s, like five things that we love that are very, very 80s. And that is so broad. It is very and- broad, which is part of partly what made it tough, but also the only reason that I agreed to this topic. Because at first she was <laughs> like, why don't we pick our five best 80s? I was like, I can't do that. There's yeah, no figured- way I could have a year and sit down and I could not tell you my five favorite 80s songs that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah that is true that would have been difficult um yeah i mean it's just this is gonna be very broad and i have no idea how you approached it i don't know if i approached it right but there is no right no there is there is no right and wrong for this i I don't think um and i'm still like i'm not like looking at my list right now i'm still not satisfied with it and i'm like uh, i left this off and this off but you know what i don't know maybe at episode 180 we can do part two of this (laughs) yeah i don't know i just tend to I don't know. I tend to overthink it. So I just stopped thinking at some point. I was like, I have five. Stop thinking about it. Get yeah. on with your life. Grow right. up. So uh, <laughs> w- would you would you like to um, okay. go first? By the way, my list has like serious stuff on it. That's okay. It's, I've been we, in get, a mood. we get serious on the superlatives uh, shows. But the first one is not serious. Okay. <laughs> um, I am I'm a huge fan of um, ridiculous unnecessary guitar solos so that was clearly how we're starting unnecessary guitar solos like guitar solos and songs that don't have guitar in them the yes. rest of the song is just yeah. like all synth and percussion and bass but then like suddenly time for a guitar solo oh, fa- gotta, gotta use that guy we're paying do you have a favorite example of this um, this one has my favorite one is it's not necessarily like not in the whole song, but it's an unnecessary guitar. It does not need to be there. Whitney Houston's so emotional. Oh, like it's just yeah, that's the guitar a good one. Is just, like <laughs> yeah. it's and then it, yep. like, it makes no sense. Like there's no need <laughs> yeah. for that. There's and then, no need. And then for she's that. just like work on me, <laughs> work on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't. Uh, I immediately thought of uh, sweet sensations if wishes came true, yes. which also has a massive guitar solo in the middle of it. Yeah, I don't know why uh, why they do that, but I really love that they do it. It's, like, it's just power uh, ballad uh, kind of thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're still kind of wading into this pure dance music thing. I don't know if we can let the guitar go. The white people need the guitar. The whites need it, and so that's what they do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming that's what they thought. Well, funny enough, um, unnecessary guitar solos. No, guitar. actually, my number five is sax solos. Oh my god, I almost put sax solos, and I knew that you would do it. So yeah, I was like, let's not do that. Uh, yeah, sax solos, man. That that's 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 such an '80s pop thing to me, and mm-hmm. like from every kind of '80s pop too. Like yes. from the early '80s, where they hadn't quite entirely grown out of the '70s soft rock stuff, all the way into like the real '80s pop. Oh, yeah. um, the one that I, I always go to as the quintessential sax solo is uh, Boy Meets Girl Waiting for a Star to Fall. Oh, yeah. That yeah, has a serious sax solo I think the in most, if, even if you're not into 80s music, the one that you immediately know is Careless Whisper. Like, I guess. That's I mean, the I, one that people stick to. Like, you know, you I guess that counts as a solo. 
it, even, it, I mean, it's a, it's yeah. more of a motif because it's like it's carrying the melody of the song. Yeah. But yeah, because I'm thinking like a total, like a Stax breakdown. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like in the middle of the song. And actually, um, when Lady Gaga released uh, her Born This Way album in 2011, mm-hmm. there was a song on it called The Edge of Glory where she she did that. And she actually got Clarence Clemens, who yep. was like from the 80s, yeah, to was... do a sax solo in the middle of The Edge of Glory. I really Love liked it. that song. Yeah. That was right before he died, too. Mm-hmm. Right before it. Number four, and I got this idea yesterday while driving. I needed a good fifth, and I was like, there it is. Um, I love me some prog rock. I love it because, I don't know, I hate myself, kind of. <laughs> anyway, so, like, I... Always so dramatic. I know. <laughs> God. Anyway. Um, anyway, I love 70s prog rock, and I was driving in the car today, beautiful warm day, had the windows down, listened to 80s on 8. Here comes my yeses, uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart, which, by the way, is the jam. That was the song that got me into 80s music. Mm. I heard that one day, and I was like, 100%. Yeah, that's a good song. Anyway, and I started thinking about Yes fans, who are generally into the prog rocky stuff, like the weird stuff that they released in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And I... I was just thinking about how miserable they have to be because you know <laughs> that there are some of them who refuse to love Owner of a Lonely Heart because they're like, ugh, they didn't even write it. Ugh. I don't feel anything. There's no weird references to stars and stuff. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> and I just felt so bad for them. And I just really thought about what I love about the 80s is when all of these 70s prog rockers, and I'm using my air quotes for this, sold out and did awesome stuff. <laughs> and okay. like And... Like, their fans don't want to acknowledge it. Like, for example, like Rush. Tom Sawyer. Wasn't that from the 80s? Uh, it's like 81, technically. But yeah. that was like a little different. But like, they did some stuff in the mid-80s. Like, Time Stand Still was the main one. If you ask real Rush fans, they fucking hate that song. Like, my dad is like, I don't know why they did that. He won't even acknowledge it. <laughs> Time Stand Still is a jam, okay? With Amy Mann singing, like, the chorus. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, but I love that. I love that it's when the 70s prog rockers sold out <laughs> and their fans have to ignore it. I love it. Not looking back, but I won't look around me now. More of the people and the places that surround me now. Time stands still. Freeze this moment a little bit longer. My number four is a pretty simple, straightforward one. It's just a general um, obsession with technology mm-hmm. in the yeah. lyrics. Um, I, I think that uh, that is so, so, so indicative of 80s music. Just yeah. writing music that's really about creating music electronically. Um, Stacy Q, Music Out of Bounds. Susie Q, Computer Music. Other groups that also have a Q in their name. I don't know why those were the first two that came to my head. Um, yeah, or like, you know, Kraftwerk's entire oh, uh, yeah. Computer World album. It's just all about being excited about having computers that make bleeps and loops that you can make music with. It's that That cool. is so 80s to me. I love it. Yeah, that is true. I didn't think about that. Computer. 
My number three is a nod to my mother. And I think it's a pretty... (laughs) Growing up with my mother and her taste of music and her taste of people that she had crushes on when she was like in her 20s. Um, Number three is having people be super gay and not knowing that they're super gay. (laughs) (laughs) George Michael, Uh my mother... I will not forget when she found out he was gay by the time he came out. Like, I didn't really know what gay people were, but I knew that that man was gay. (laughs) Like, so I just remember when he was like on Diane Sawyer talking about, you know, he's like, well, I'm gay. And my mom was like, no. (laughs) And you're like, really, mom? I was like, I was like 12 or 13. I'm like, mom. And like, it's anytime I play like George Michael in the car still, she's like, I don't know about it. I'm not sure he's gay. I'm like, how do you not know? But I mean, it's just like, like Elton John was still in the closet at the time, like making the gayest 80s videos. Like, it's just, I just love that, that it was like the last moment of people being kind of in the closet, which is sad, but also being so blatantly not in the closet. And people just being like, you know, those housewives at home, like, hmm, he sure is cute. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it is very subversive. Yes. I really, I really love that about the 80s. That's the last moment where that really existed. This was a really tough one for me, and I'm not entirely sure how to phrase it because Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to pick something drum machine related. And I was like, okay, I don't want to go with the the Roland TR-808, which I think a lot of people think of as like the very 80s drum machine. But like the 808 is still everywhere now in pop music. So I don't think that's fair. The 909 is definitely like that's the 90s, like 90s house music was the 909. Um, and I, I originally was just going to say the Lindrum in general, because like there was so much 80s pop surrounding the Lindrum, like Phil Collins, Prince, mm-hmm. like just all these different kinds of music. Um, and then I kind of started to think maybe an electric cowbell sound, because like electric cowbell yeah. is very or like elect- I love electric elect- cowbell. electronic cowbell is just very like like the beginning of Crush on You by the Jets. Uh huh. Yeah. Like that's very 80s. I'm really glad but, um, that you just told me what that was called, because that's my favorite synth noise. And I'm just I call it the knocker. <laughs> and I don't know if people know what I'm talking about. That's my favorite sense noise. So yeah. what I what I kind of landed on was uh, I'm calling it that snare. Um, and I'm talking about that one snare drum. I don't know the correct musical term for it. I don't know if it's gated reverb, if it's exactly the same thing. But like I'm talking about that snare drum that's like at the top of Fine Young Cannibals. She drives me crazy. No, oh, okay. like that. That is a very 80s sound to me. I so, like that. So that's my pick. Should have known you'd pick a drum machine one. <laughs> of course, it's very come on. good. My number two. That was almost my number one. It was the first one I thought of. There is nothing more 80s than the Super Bowl fucking shuffle. The Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle yes. is everything that is 80s. It is this, it's really, it's not a good song, but it's awesome. Yep. It is like, rap is a fad at this point. It's, yep. 80s is all fads um, taking to the mainstream. And it's it's got that weird syncopated rap to it where it's like, 
Uh, duh, 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 duh. Like it's it's everything that is ridiculous mid eighties. Like this is what we think culture is, and that's cool, and that will never happen again. You make a very very strong case there. That's actually very wise. <laughs> I, I like that. The Super Bowl shuffle is wise. No one's well. Yeah, and don't forget, it's also a charity song, which it those, is. I, those I were huge. To put charity songs on this list. You did. That yeah. is a totally a charity song. Yeah, charity songs. Is so awesome. that checks off a lot of boxes. That's that's pretty insightful. <laughs> and the Super Bowl shuffle is just so. Could you imagine like Tom Shuffling Brady on down and doing it for you? Tom Brady, like <laughs> I guess like Cam Cam Newton, like when he was doing the dabbing. I was gonna that say was, like I don't know what would the modern version of that be like God. some kind of like EDM thing like where the chain smokers get a bunch of NFL players. I don't want chain Maybe smokers. So. I don't want chain smokers being any sort of defining moment of our culture. Touché. That's all I'm working against right now. <laughs> like, I amen, will, sister. I'm anti-war, but I will go to war for that. <laughs> no, no, no. We are the best shuffling crew, shuffling on down, doing it for you. We're so bad, we know we're good. They call me sweetness and I like to dance. Running the ball is like making more mans. We had the goal since training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl. Uh, my number two one, again, might be a bit hard to explain. So I actually pulled up an audio clip for this. Mm. Um, I, I'm saying that my number two is bell synth motifs. And what I'm talking about is like these little kisses of bell synth that play like a high melody. Mm. And they generally it's just like four or five notes. Um, a really good example is in the 12 inch cut of Janet Jackson's When I Think of You, which is also the music video mm. version. So I pulled up a clip for that to see what I'm talking about right in the beginning of this song. That's the TR-808. Mm-hmm. That. That is very 80s. Just yeah. the, those little kisses of Belson. It is. That is that is like one of the most 80s things You know, to me. I never really thought about that, but you know, like, you know, there are a lot of people who make 80s sounding music now. That's kind of a cool thing that happens. Um, yes. And the songs that sound the most 80s have that little thing in it. Exactly. I never really could that, put my finger on it. That's exactly what it is. That little that's bell. very good. Thank you. That little bell synth flourish. It is. Yeah. A, it owns my heart. Every time I hear that is the, that is like an instant way to get me to love a song. This is going to be hard for me to explain because it's a cultural point, and I really meant to just like spend three pages outlining this so I could explain it in a way Uh-oh. that makes sense. And it's your top pick, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's really smart if I can explain it correctly. I'm so ready. All right, so you're looking at music leading up to the 80s. Uh, it's kind of like late 70s, but really the 80s is when it came into its own. The, the definition of Americana in pop music in the 50s, 60s, 70s, like 60s pop, that's mostly British. You know, there's not a lot of Americanness in there. They mm-hmm. were copying the Brits. Yep. Sorry, America. Um, the 70s, a little bit, but it was like living because folk, folk had a moment. And it was living in folk music and it was living in country music. You could argue maybe Motown, but I'm not sure that's necessarily that Americana sound. That's Motown. It's its own thing. Okay. Um, the 80s, I think, is when it really finally hits the pop and mainstream people like Mellencamp, Petty, Springsteen, that definition that we're still living with, God help us, of the everyman 
the farm aids, the like the definition, like Americana getting defined via pop music. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. That's when it comes into the. I mean, that's a very significant part of 80s music to me is like, see, that's very interesting. That these- and that's that's why I'm so glad we do this show together, because like I never would have come to that conclusion. <laughs> but like it makes complete sense to me. Like, that was like, like one of the why things- you see that as a defining. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of uh, like a one defining of those characteristic of 80s music. Yeah. I don't know if it just finally I don't know why it had a moment, but it comes out of the you know, it's not country music anymore. It's not folk. It's, you know, it's Mellencamp talking about the small town and the pink houses and. You know, like Tom Petty, like when he died, that was when I was like, that's Americana right there. Tom Petty hits all of it over four decades. That's crazy. But like in Springsteen, even though he sucks, you know, that's every man music. That's America. People hear that all over the world and they're like America. Yeah. And people cannot get enough of that crap. You're right. Yeah. People still, (laughs) they love those dumb songs. Yeah, Billy and, Joel. Yeah, another you're one. You're right, and they're like you're you're right. Like Mellencamp's my man. I still have no idea still how he became a huge star. Every, That's weird to me. So many like basic doofus white idiot dads <laughs> just love that shit. You're right. You're you're yeah, so right. I mean, it's to me like that's music that you hear. That's not like country music or old blues or folk music like Woody Guthrie. Right. That like people will hear all over the world and say that's what America is. Very Whether it's right or not, I, white. Whether it's right or not. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> speaking white. of which, yeah. <laughs> whether it's like correct or not, it is, it if you that's how you see America. The front and back. But I think that that had a big defining moment of American culture, and, and it came out in the eighties, late seventies to eighties, especially Mellencamp, Petty. Love you, John Mellencamp. I hope you're listening. Oh, You know, for my top choice, what I really wanted to do is come up with something that had all of the other four that I'd already said, <laughs> but I couldn't come up with one. Like one I really, song. I w- yeah, I really wanted to round that out nicely <laughs> with something that had a bell synth motif and that snare and was about technology and had a sax solo. I, I haven't found that that magical unicorn song. That's but why you make it. Make it. My number one is a song. And so when I think about the 80s, uh, again... I think there was a lot of uh, stress about nuclear war. Oh. There was new wave music, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about two different facets of new wave music. But, like, there's no genre that more defines the 80s to me than new wave. So there's, like, there's weird, like, rock new wave. And there's very electronic new wave. Um, there's also this, like, weird tinge of new wave somewhere in the middle of that that's, like, a little bit countryfied. Like, I have this compilation called A Town South of Bakersfield that's, like, all these, like, alt-country musicians from the early 80s. So, I wanted to pick something that was in that that area. So, I'm like, okay, well, nuclear, scare, sort of country, sort of rock, sort of electronic. Um, definitely has to be about technology. Mm-hmm. Has to have a killer hook that you remember the first time. Because it's not 80s music if it doesn't have a hook, right? So, of course, all roads there lead me to Timbuk3 is the future so bright, I gotta oh, wear shades. Wow. Which, to me, is the most 80s song. I don't think you can get more 80s than that song. Man, that is very true. That would not exist at any other moment. Nope. 
the future so bright it's got to wear I've got to wear shades is just like it's definitely about nuclear war, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz like that's the tongue in cheek thing. That's another very 80s thing by the way to be tongue in cheek to me and that song is super tongue in cheek mm-hmm. because like it's it's totally about like being a rich idiot who's oblivious to the fact that nuclear like we were on the brink of nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like, oh, I'm going to have the I just graduated college. I've got my entire life ahead of me. Um really not not quite like things are scary right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just all of those various themes are very 80s to me. And uh, I, I really love that song a lot. And I love how subversive it is. And um, yeah, that, I that, love it. that I is almost, 80s music to me. I almost picked something related to the Cold War, but I couldn't nail down what it is. Like 99 Red Balloons. Sure. Like, you know, it's just there's so much of that in there. But I don't know. I I don't know. I couldn't nail it down. But that's a good way to nail it down. Thank I'm you. I'm proud of you. I picked Petty. Melon camp, that's sad. I study nuclear science, I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher, he wears dark glasses. Things are going great, and they're only getting better. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. The future's so bright. So there you go. There's our roundup of uh, five things that we each think are super, super 80s. Yes. Indicative of 80s music. It is. And uh, I guess we can go on and spoil. We're going to do this in 10 episodes again for the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm pretty stoked about. I'm, I'm working on that I list like already. I it'll be, it'll be a little easier since we were more alive in the yes, 90s. Yes, I, I, I agree. I think the 90s list is going to be a bit That's easier. sometimes hard, too, when you're in it. You don't think of things that are, they were just part of your lives. I don't that know. Is, it's going to be true. easier or harder. I don't know. That's true. I guess, uh, well, we'll find out in 10 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. See where we are. Hey, in the meantime, you can find us online on our website and shoot us a message at offbeattrackscast.com. We are also on Twitter at Offbeat Tracks. Yes. Please tweet us. We're very lonely people. Yeah, we have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just each other. We'll be back with a regular episode next week talking about uh, some, some Brits mm-hmm. and some dance pop. I'm excited about it. soda. All right, let's go get ready. 